What is going on on a Tuesday afternoon? It is day seven of a 10-day contract. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Wherever you may be today, cruising around in your car, chilling by the pool, working in your office, wherever you may be throughout Southern California, right in the epicenter in Los Angeles or anywhere else in the world listening on the ESPN app, we are going to have a monster afternoon here on the Scott Kaplan Show. Coming up, Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC. Dude, what is the deal? Is USC playing football? Is USC playing against Alabama? Is college football going to be played? And if it is, what does that mean for all of the other sports? We're going to talk to the USC Athletic Director, Mike Bone, coming up later on this hour, 155. I don't care what you're doing out there. Right now, on your phone, calendar or alarm, set something that tells you at 154, you've got to be here at 710 ESPN to hear Mike Bone. Later in today's show, 155 p.m., now set yet another alarm. Kevin Harlan is going to be here. Kevin Harlan is one of my all-time favorite people in sports broadcasting. I work with Kevin Harlan on Monday Night Football on Westwood One. I've worked with Kevin Harlan many times as a sideline reporter on CBS television for NFL coverage. Kevin Harlan is one of my all-time favorites. There is not a better human being. I'm talking like pure, real, Midwest salt-of-the-earth human being. Nobody works harder, nobody travels more, and nobody's better than Kevin Harlan. He's going to be with us today to discuss what's going to happen with these NBA broadcasts and what will eventually happen with NFL broadcasts. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, and these guests that I'm talking about will appear on ESPN Radio via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Okay. Let me get started. So yesterday, late afternoon, this started to pop up on my Twitter timeline. And it was happening while we were on air. So I really didn't jump into it. But then later in the day, people started really pounding my Twitter timeline and say, yo, loudmouth, don't you have anything you want to say about this? And I do. I do want to say something about it. So let me get right to it. You guys know Barstool Sports, right? I mean, I think these guys have become kind of, the way I look at it anyway, they're sort of like the bad boys of sports coverage. And I am fascinated by how they have built this company and then eventually sold this company. And all these guys that just wanted to bring a whole bunch of attitude to sports coverage have all turned into multimillionaires. So I got nothing but respect for Barstool Sports. They posted something on Twitter yesterday where they took an entire map of the United States and they said, these are the most popular teams in each state. Now, you got to understand, I respect the Barstool Sports guys. I love their business model and I admire their tremendous success. In fact, I will even tell you, I'm being very serious about this. When I was in Miami for the Super Bowl earlier this year, I scoped these guys out. I wanted to see what they were doing. I wanted to see how they were recording podcasts. What kind of equipment were they using? How many people were working? I mean, I literally said these guys have got something gigantic and I want to see and learn a little bit from them. So I'm not the world's most knowledgeable barstools sports fan, but I did get this on my Twitter timeline. They put out this map of the United States, and they say, these are the most popular teams in every state. And I thought to myself, okay, well, the first state I wanted to look at was California. 
And the most popular team on this map was the Chargers. Now, listen, can we all agree? I mean, the the Chargers aren't the most popular football team, not NFL football team. The Chargers are not the most popular team in their new city. I mean, I put the Rams, the Raiders, USC, UCLA, and maybe Azusa Pacific in front of the Chargers. I may find some places that don't even play football that I'd put in front of the Chargers. In fact, I'll go so far as to say there's at least four or five high schools between L.A. and Orange County that register higher than the Chargers. So once I see this map and I see that the Chargers are the most popular team in California, I go, okay, what's going on here? What's what's the goof? What's the joke? So then I got to check in with some younger dudes. Now, listen, I know I sound super cool and I'm millennial sounding, but truth be told, I'm 50. Okay. So now I got to check in with some younger guys and I go, yo, what is the deal here? The Chargers aren't the most popular team in California. I mean, you, you got the Niners, you got the Rams, you've got the Lakers, you've got the Clippers. I mean, the list of, of teams, the Giants, the Dodgers, in the state of California, there's no way the Chargers are the number one team, the most popular team. So I look around the rest of the map. Florida has the Marlins. Florida! Let me tell you something right now. There are no Marlins fans in the state of Florida. There are no Marlins fans in Miami. You ever see a Marlins baseball game on TV? If your answer is no, of course your answer is no. But if you ever saw highlights, there's 12 people in the entire stadium. One of them is Derek Jeter, and it's his team now. So the Marlins are not the number one team, most popular team in the state of Florida. I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills in the state of New York. Are you serious? The Buffalo Bills over the New York Giants, the New York Jets, the Knicks, the Rangers. The list goes on and on. I'm looking around at some of these other states. Michigan, they have Michigan. They're, now they're really trolling. They've got the state of Michigan with the most popular team in the state of Michigan is Ohio State. Now I'm starting to catch on here a little bit, okay? You got me at the beginning. You, you got my blood boiling with this notion that the Chargers are the most popular team in California. But now I'm starting to get it. I look down at the state of Texas. The Astros are the most popular team in Texas. Listen, I got it. They have gone from rags to riches, no matter how they got there and no matter who was in their way, Dodger fans. You know what I'm saying? But trust me when I tell you, the Houston Astros are not a blip on the radar in the state of Texas compared to the Dallas Cowboys. Can you feel me on this? So I look at this whole map. Now I get it. I look at the state of Washington. You know the most popular team in the state of Washington, according to this Barstools thing? The Supersonics. Dude, um, we all know the story. They are not there, but if you've ever been to a Seahawks game or even if you've seen a game in Seattle, there is no better NFL stadium and no better fan base than the Seattle Seahawks. So it brings me right back home here to L.A., the epicenter of the mega market, where the Chargers must be loving something like this until somebody much younger than Dean Spanos, the owner, in case you don't know who he is, uh, when somebody much younger goes, no, this is a joke. This is just a big goof. They're trolling you, dude. Nobody's saying you're the most popular team in the state of California. They're pulling your leg. They're making fun of you. And for those of you that have been hitting me up on Twitter saying, dude, are you going to talk about this? Or are you ever going to talk about 
you know, real life experience of how, you know, you lived through the, the charger relocation to a city and a fan base. Well, there was no fan base and there still is no fan base. Uh, are you ever going to discuss the, the real life situation of what you lived years ago, trying to keep a team in one place, watching them take off, being excommunicated and losing jobs as a result? Hey, look, I'll just say it like this. Um, you're being trolled. That's what's that. That's the comedy in all of this. You're being trolled. You're not the most popular team in the state of California. You are behind. And this is an actual real poll that was done with sports fans in L.A. You're the least known professional sports commodity in all of L.A. behind the WNBA, an NFL team behind a WNBA team. That's for reals. So there you go. I mean, that was my first thought today. But there's real news. There's real news, and I'm going to get to the real news. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. The real news is coming. Frank Vogel, coach of the Lakers, is going to discuss the loss of Rondo. He's also discussing the timeline of when Rondo's expected to return versus where this new NBA season will be. Do you really think Rondo is going to come back? And do you really think he's going to make an impact? I'm going to get to that coming up. Also, Doc Rivers on the Clippers side says Kawhi has no limits. But then he says, and this is the quote, Kawhi is healthy for the most part. So for a guy who has been essentially on an NBA pitch count, is Kawhi Leonard full go? And my guess would be a guy like Kawhi or a guy like LeBron go over to the Lakers side. First eight games, nonsense. It's get yourself ready for the championship run. And I'll tell you, the more I talk about this NBA bubble and the more I listen to NBA players and the more I see the workouts that are going on, if you go on to ESPN LA today, okay, you can see LeBron and AD working out. Dude, they look like they put a basketball floor, in fact, side-by-side basketball courts in a ballroom of a hotel. Now, check me on that, but that's what it looks like to me. This could be the most mentally challenging championship pursuit maybe that we've ever seen in sports. So I want to get to all of the real news on the way. Did you know that right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what Geico could already save you. So what is you waiting for? Visit geico.com to learn more. Okay, coming up. Kawhi Leonard is full go. Or is LeBron James full go? Both guys ready to roll. The NBA bubble is on. Guys are practicing. People have stopped complaining about food. We're getting that much closer. I'm going to start there. We're just getting rolling. No matter where you are today, make sure you hit me up on Twitter, at Scott Kaplan. Tag us at ESPN Los Angeles. Let me know you're out there, baby. It's showtime. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Shout out Azusa Pacific Football. I'm getting a lot of texts and tweets about the fact that I said that Azusa Pacific ranks higher in the L.A. sports fan ecosystem than do the Chargers, who were trolled by barstools yesterday. My over-caffeinated ADD mind is all over the place today, dude. It's on the Clippers and this continuing conversation of the Rondo injury. Did I say the Clippers or the Lakers? 
It's on the Clippers. I'm looking at a picture of Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi being full go. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Major League Baseball executives saying that Clayton Kershaw has lost it. And I suppose that you could go back and look at the playoff record and deduce some of that. I want to talk about Post Malone hanging out with Patrick Mahomes. So I'm telling you, ADD, caffeine, mind is everywhere. Let's do this. It is time for Straight Talk, and it's brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Okay, the Rondo injury. It's been going on this conversation now for the last two days. How big of a deal is it? And for some people, it's massive. It's give LeBron a break, let Rondo handle the ball, let him run the second team, uh, make sure he's distributing, he's got experience, he's in great shape. It's a big deal for a lot of people. I came at it yesterday with LeBron has been working out now for the last four months knowing that this is going to be a wind-up-and-go full-bore sprint. And he's going to give you every last thing that he's got. You know, you always hear about LeBron, and he's going to take his time, and then he's going to turn it on later. It's turn-on time. And so I'm of the opinion that I know what we're all talking about. You know, Avery Bradley decides to opt out, and now Rondo's hurt. And what does that do to the, the guard position for the Lakers? So I'm starting to try and follow along with Frank Vogel, and he's, he's trying to do the math for all of us. And if you heard me yesterday, I have a really hard time trying to do math because yesterday I said, okay, wait, there's 322 NBA players. Two of them have tested positive for COVID, and I literally on the air attempted to try and do math until I was so close, man. I'd broken it down to 10%, 5%, 2.5%, 1.25%, and then just at the last second, I couldn't get it. So I'm trying to follow along with Frank Vogel when he's talking about that he expects Rondo to come back and where the season will be. Let me play from Frank Vogel what he thinks about Rondo's potential contribution still this season. Play it. It benefits us in this situation in particular. And, uh, you know, what, what we have to understand about, about Rajan, like losing Rajan is a huge loss for our team. But we expect Rajan to be part of our playoff run. You know, we're looking at six to eight weeks, puts, puts us somewhere around the first, second round of the playoffs. And, um, you know, we're very confident that, you know, he will uh, he'll be able to get back and, uh, you know, be a major factor for us uh, in in, play, in our playoff run. So um, having the, the seeding games, um, you know, the way they've set up this, this uh, sort of schedule uh, benefits us in this situation for sure. All right. There's Frank Vogel. I disagree. Um, I think that when you're in his shoes, you have to be very positive all the time. You got to be positive and you got to be supportive. But I'm going to play cynic here and tell you that I'm trying to do the math. And when I do the math, I think to myself, is Rondo really going to be back? And is he really going to be a major co contributor here? Listen, so the first game is July 30th, right? The first game's against the Clippers, July 30th. The first round of the playoffs begin August 17th. The conference semifinals are scheduled for August 31st. So here we are. Today is July 14th. Let's say that Rondo is out six weeks, but let's just say there's a setback. Let's just split the difference and call it seven weeks. We're talking about August 14th. We're talking about the beginning of September for him to come back. And it's a hand injury, so you assume his cardio, he'll be in shape, he'll be ready to go. But how about his shot? How about, how about his feel? So 
the first round of the playoffs are August 17th. Conference semifinals, August 31st. Let's say that Rondo can get back by early August. The conference finals are supposed to start September 15th, and the finals are set up for September 30th. So, yeah, I get it. You're looking, you're look, today's July, August, September. We're at the back end of September. We're talking like 10, 11 weeks, and we're saying he's going to be out six to eight. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to, I'm going to see if this guy can really get back and can he really be a contributor or will other guys have stepped up in, in his absence and, and do they not want to mess with chemistry? So I hear the positivity of the coach. I expect positivity and support for the player. I'm skeptical right now on the flip side. Let me give you the flip side. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN looking over at the Clippers side. Kawhi Leonard did not originally go to the bubble with the team you may have heard us last friday when jerry west who is now the consultant to the clippers and by the way um, i would say that jerry west off air would probably tell you i'm a little more involved with the construction of the club than people would know but if you know jerry's background you know that this guy doesn't really talk about himself so here's the thing he told us last week and if you can go ahead and play this brawny this was jerry west on 710 espn last week talking about Kawhi Leonard, who's now with the Clippers, and who, according to Doc Rivers, is full go. So here's Jerry West from last week. He's a remarkable player, first of all. He's unique in the sense that you know, he doesn't go around patting himself on the back. He's not one of those uh, people who uh, tells everyone how great he is. Uh, he is an unbelievably disciplined worker. And any time that he might miss... Um, it's not because he hasn't done his work. But, again, he's just one of those guys that you would want on your team. He is very, very easy for other players to uh, get along with. And at the end of the day, to have one of the two or three best players in the league on your team, uh, it's, awful, it's awful nice to have, and particularly because he's so easy to deal with. You expect him there sometime soon? Oh, he'll be there. He'll be. Trust me, he'll be there. All right, I trust you, Jerry. Yeah, he'll be there. He's there. LeBron, uh, excuse me, uh, Kawhi is there. He is there. I got so much going on inside of me right now. I got computer screens. I got TVs on. I got pictures of guys. I better get myself together here. So Jerry West says he'll be there, and he's there. And I read through Doc's comments, and he says he's ready to go. But I also hear him saying that he's healthy for the most part. This is a quote from Doc Rivers. Kawhi is healthy for the most part. That doesn't mean we don't want to maintain him and keep him healthy for the first eight games and get ready for the playoffs. We want to be smart about this. Yeah, let's be smart. The first eight games are scrimmages. The playoff seating not going to be something that's going to be impacted by these first eight games for the Lakers or the Clippers in all likelihood. But you know what could be impacted? The whole thing. I've been thinking about this hard. You know, we're talking about Avery Bradley opts out and now Rondo is hurt, and who's going to step up? And we're kind of thinking about this from a, this is the roster for the Lakers, and this is the roster for everybody else. You know what we're not thinking about? How much things might change. You've already seen Rondo get hurt. Hey, guys have been off for four months. Some of them are pros pros, and they have been doing everything they need to do. And other guys are end of the bench kinds of guys and they don't have the big money and the expensive gyms in their homes and maybe they didn't put in the time and the effort or maybe they just unwound and they just dealt with family there's gonna be other injuries there be lots of other injury injuries i would think and by the way we don't know yet again the numbers are tiny 322 players tested 
two, two tested positive for COVID. We don't know how COVID might ultimately impact this season. And it's got me thinking about LeBron. Look, as decorated of a career as he's had, as much as you want to argue back and forth about who's the GOAT, for all of his successes and the massive brand that he's built, the championships in Miami, the, the delivering the responsibility to Cleveland to come home and deliver a championship to that beaten down kind of city. But now you're in L.A. Now you're with the Lakers. This is the year. And, and I just believe that this could be the crowning achievement of LeBron's career could be if he somehow, through all of this, through the COVID, through the bubble, through the injuries, through the opting out, through all of this, this could be the crowning achievement of LeBron's career. But wait, and again, I mentioned it earlier, over-caffeinated and ADD. Gets me back to Jerry West. What if the Clippers win? What if the Clippers knock out the Lakers and go on to win a championship? Think about that from a Jerry West standpoint. Or maybe you're a, a, a Laker fan and you know Jerry West is the GOAT of team architects, especially guys who went from player to front office executive, built the Lakers, built Showtime, won all those championships. Dude, at the end of his career in his 80s, goes cross town and leads the Clippers. These are all the things that are bouncing around in my mind today. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, and this is Straight Talk from Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And look, you know that you got to cover your bases in baseball, right? making sure you have no holes in your defense, even when you pull a shift. Well, that's the kind of coverage you're going to get with Straight Talk Wireless, and you'll pay up to 50% less than big carriers and still use their same networks. Just 45 bucks a month gets you an unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data and then 2G. No contract, no mystery fees, fully covering your bases for 50% less. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Okay, coming up. Let me say good afternoon to my colleagues, the biggest Laker homer in the world who just absolutely is, is analyzing every last angle to the Rondo injury and who's up next and how's it going to mesh and who's the starting five and who's the backup. Let me welcome in the gentleman coming right back. We are just getting rolling. Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC. Will SC play Alabama that question will be answered right around the corner. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. You know I come in real hot. First 30 minutes of every broadcast, dude. I can't even catch my breath. I'm so excited. Got so much on my mind. Lots to get to. And it's going to be a great day seven of the 10-day contract here on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC, right around the corner. Kevin Harlan, the NBA and NFL broadcaster from TNT and CBS, not long thereafter. Lots to talk about today from will college sports be played? What's it going to look like as a broadcaster for NBA games, NFL games? Going to talk to these guests on the way. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance and these guests on ESPN Radio will appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So look, that's my deal. I come in real fired up, you know? And, uh, and now, <gasps> take a breath, man. Let me say good afternoon to Greg Bergman, first of all, the all-time QB here on 710 ESPN. He's on every show all day long. You can't get enough of this guy. Bergman, how are you? I'm doing great. And you know what? Most people don't 
want me on every show, <laughs> how it happens to go, especially Mason and Ireland. But, you know, I'll take that all-time QB moniker. I know, I know. And, and let me say hello to Brawny. Brawny, how's it going today, buddy? It's going well. To be honest, I've already had enough of Bergman for today. So Got it. Understood. i got to be honest. It's yeah. every day. An hour's you, enough. Have you caught any sleep, Brawny? I know you got that little baby. And, and little babies sometimes mean moms and dads don't sleep. How are we living today? So the weekend, she was great. Last night, she woke up about three or four times, and maybe I got three hours of sleep. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right, good. Well, who knows what we're going to get out of you today? I mean, this usually on fumes, dude, you, you, you find you get the best out of people, so I'm looking forward to it. So, look, Bergman, I know you and me yesterday are going back and forth about the Rondo injury, you know, and you're coming at me very analytically speaking, and I'm coming back at you because I'm trying to explain to you the heart. I'm trying to explain to you the human will. I'm trying to explain that LeBron James is looking at this season and the finish, a championship finish. He Look, he got to Miami and joined somebody else's team and won some rings. I can guarantee you, he's like, yeah, they're okay. Those are my guys. I love them. I wanted to play with them, but they're not as meaningful as the one he's got from Cleveland. Because I was going home. I left. I went. I won. I came home. I had a responsibility in my hometown. I delivered. And after I delivered, now I can go do what I want and live where I want. I'm going to go out to L.A. And you know what? It's the Lakers and it's showtime and it's the history. And then the story of Kobe earlier this year. LeBron James wants this more than anything else he's ever wanted in his professional career. That's my opinion. And I'm coming at you, Bergman, from the heart perspective, not the mind perspective. Right. And I get all that. And I actually I agree with a lot of it. I just think that you're downplaying the fact of not having the depth that Rondo would provide. And it's again, it's nothing to do with Rondo himself. It's the fact that Avery Bradley and Rondo are out at the same time. So and it's more about that second unit. And it's about that time when you're going to have to sit. Um, you're going to have to sit LeBron down for five to ten minutes every game. And what happens in those five to ten minutes? Who's going to bring the ball up? And if you're playing a team like the Clippers and Patrick Beverly is hounding whoever this guy that's not a true point guard or knows how to handle the ball well enough, that's going to cause a lot of problems. So a tie game when LeBron is sitting can easily stretch to a ten-point game out of nowhere. I still believe in him, but it's there. I'm just saying to you, you see, this is the assumption we're all making. You know, the, the assumption is, Okay, so the, the Lakers won't have Bradley and they won't have Rondo, but when you look at the Clippers, they will have Kawhi or they will have George, and you go, wait a second, hold on. I'm just saying this. With guys who have histories, uh, history of injuries and with the greater unknown, which is how COVID might ultimately impact every team and the league and this, this bubble and the run, even though the numbers are minute thus far, I'm just saying to you, we're not sure how this is all going to go quite yet. And so no. for me, I'm, I'm saying it like this. If you told me that the Lakers lost LeBron, I'd say toast. If you told me that they lost AD, in my mind, my perception would still be, but they've got LeBron. And as long as they've got LeBron, they're live. And so that's, that's the, the heart perspective with which I'm bringing Right, and I got you, and I, I get all that, and I, I agree. LeBron James can carry them to a championship, and they, he absolutely in this season needs Anthony Davis. But either way, I, don't, I think this is just a bigger deal in terms of death because what happens if you know, Caruso twists an ankle and he's out for a game, just one game? 
then you're you're relying on Quinn Cook. You're relying on Dion Waiters. And Quinn Cook was a guy that really didn't get a lot of playing time. Dion Waiters never hasn't even suited up once for for the Lakers yet. So we don't really know what's what's back there and who's going to be on that second team. So that's the only reason I think I that. hear your I hear what you're saying about having a lack of trust for a guy like Dion Waiters. Why would you trust a player like that? You haven't seen him in a Laker uniform yet. And his reputation is a guy who, you know, freaked out on a team charter getting himself all whacked out on edibles, you know? <laughs> right. So I mean that I understand why there's this concern. I I totally Totally get it. I'm saying it's all on LeBron regardless. You know, you, you're like, remember that old SNL bit? Bronny, you remember the bit that you used to have George went and uh, it was all the guys who would sit around and they were drinking beer and they're eating kielbasa and they're talking about <laughs> the bears. You don't oh, remember? Do the, bears. the bears. The bears. The bears. The bears. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Bergman, that guy now. Bergman, that is you. The Lakers. Like, they used to say things like, so who's the if If I told you that Ditka was going to play against the greatest Super Bowl team of all time, who would you take? And they'd say, Ditka. 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 And that's you, dude. You're like, LeBron. The Lakers. I can actually imagine it. Like, 20, 25 years from now, this is going to be Greg <laughs> outside a Lakers game. All right. Week one in our fantasy league. I'm starting nine dickers. I'm starting nine dickers. All right. Sounds like we need to make a side bet. I guess we should. If you can finish this play to wings in under three minutes, I will give you my prize possession. Coach Dickers, original hip. <laughs> I say to him. Yeah. Still has some of the meat on it. All right. If you win... I will give you my game-worn Dicka headset. Go ahead. Smell it. <laughs> Smells like courage. And brokering. That's enough of that. That's going to be you, Bergman. <laughs> Except instead of Dick, I'm going to be saying, who's the best coach in the world? Vogel. Frank Vogel. I think uh. you're going to be saying things like, LeBron. The GOAT. How about if I take the entire Milwaukee Bucks team and they only play against LeBron? Who's going to win? LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, you see, that's how it's going to go for you. It fits. It works. I was about to say, ducking, ducking. <laughs> that's going to be you, dude. Oh, man. I'm happy to be that guy. 100%. The Bears. The Bears. The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. Yeah. Hey, it ain't game day, but you can still feast like it is. Meet Church's new five-buck campfire smokehouse chicken, our fan favorite, with a new campfire flavor, plus mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Church's bringing that down-home flavor, offer valid at participating locations. Oh, man. I'm telling you, it, it is like, for me, if I am looking at this team, the Lakers, I am I every ounce of my belief and my trust is on the shoulders of lebron it's not rondo it's not vogel it's not bradley i got it role players i hear your concern about ball handling moving the ball up the floor uh defensive presence of, a, of an opponent i hear all of it my trust is in lebron and my belief is if you're gonna win it's all about that one guy that's what i'm saying to you coming up let me get to some preliminary thoughts as we get set to talk to Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC. Uh, Mike Bone has got to give us some, he got to tell us something, right? 
Is the college football season going to be played? Is the Pac-12 going to move to an all-conference schedule? Is this game against Alabama in early September in Dallas going to get bailed on? We're going to find out. Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC, right around the corner. Stick around. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Anybody watching the workout videos from the bubble in Orlando? Am I the only person that watches these videos? It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I was watching video today, uh, not like I'm breaking down tape. Don't get me wrong. I just happened to be watching these videos. They were there in front of my face. It was on ESPNLosAngeles.com. Maybe it's ESPNLA.com. Nonetheless, it's that website. And there's video of LeBron working out, and there's video of AD working out. And if you just go watch this video you're going to see, I think what I see, which is it looks like two basketball courts have been set up in what looks like a hotel ballroom. Imagine like walking in and going, yeah, I was bar mitzvahed here. But now LeBron is playing basketball here. It's like you you walk in, you're like, yeah, our wedding was here in this ballroom. And now there's LeBron and there's AD. You got to watch these videos. It's actually so interesting I'm like hardly watching the workouts. All right, God, you know, the guy can shoot a five-foot basket. I got it. But I'm looking in the background. Is that a low roof in a hotel ballroom? Are those, you know, those walls in a hotel ballroom that can separate a hotel room so that like you can break it up into thirds? You're seeing that all around. It's like, wow, they didn't go down to Disney and they go, oh, yeah, you know what we've got? We've got like 500 basketball courts. Come on down here, work out. It looks like they built these basketball courts in these hotel ballrooms. So it's, it's fascinating to watch, and uh, you should definitely check it out. All right, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC, is right around the corner. There have been a bunch of conflicting reports about the future of college sports. There was a report last week that the Big Ten was going to an all-conference schedule and therefore big college football games like Wisconsin versus Notre Dame and Lambeau Field going to get canceled. That was the report last week. And that's because Wisconsin is not going to play against Notre Dame. They're not in the same conference. We don't want to play against you guys. The same can be said about the Pac-12. There's been reports of going to an all-conference schedule, and I had been reading a lot of the Alabama bloggy kind of stuff to find out what people were saying about the future of the Alabama-USC game. And I'm telling you, very early, it was like, hell yeah, we're playing. You're damn right we're going to play. And, and it was like, because we're not living the same experience, you know, like like people in certain states are living a very different experience than other people in other states. We mentioned yesterday here in California, in the middle of the show, Governor Newsom started to put out all of the information on Twitter. Dude, we're shutting down nail salons, no more hair salons, get your last workout in, pal, pump it up because we're closing down gyms. We're shutting things down again. It's not like this everywhere in America. So there had been reports, I say conflicting reports. Some were, hey, this game is a go, at least from the Alabama standpoint. And there seemed to be a lot of trepidation from the SC standpoint. And again, reporting now over the last couple of days that this thing's getting shut down and getting canceled. Me personally, I like to hear it from the horse's mouth. No offense to Mike Bone, you're the horse in this equation. I want to hear from the USC athletic director, I'm sure you guys would like to as well, what is the deal? What is the future this season of college football? I keep reading about the NFL, and you see now that the 
Oakley. You know Oakley? They're the brand that does sunglasses. And Oakley has a face mask now for NFL football players. And it's not the, the face mask that's like the metal that's colored. It's, it's a clear mask that would prevent guys from spitting on, an, on one another. Hey, I don't want to exchange bodily fluids because I'm trying to block J.J. Watt as he's rushing at me. I got a 300-pound guy running a 4.640, and he's running at me full speed. But good thing I've got the plastic shield so none of his saliva or his breath comes anywhere near me. We can touch. We can sweat. We can bleed. We can tackle one another. But, man, I don't want this guy breathing on me. Are you guys serious? Listen, I love Oakley sunglasses. No offense, Oakley. I know you're listening. You're based in L.A. But, dude, really? J.J. Watt, as an example, is going, dude, I'm not playing. I can't breathe in that. I'm not playing. Forget it. So I'm looking at college football, and I'm thinking when the NBA shut down the season, everybody else shut down thereafter right i mean as soon as the nba shut down i was there that night in sacramento sacramento was playing new orleans and it was decided that the game had to be shut down uh, i was walking out of the arena as many of the people didn't know at this point were walking into the arena i'm getting out of there uh, but once the nba shut down it didn't take long for others to follow including the ncaa basketball tournament that decided to shut down dude think about how long ago that is that is that is march Okay, we're resuming the NBA season right now. And simultaneously, you have certain college conferences that are bailing on the year, like the Ivy League. And don't get me wrong. I got it. The Ivy League is not the Pac-12. They're not the Big Ten. They're not the ACC. They're not the SEC. I got it. You know, they are not reliant on sports for money. But uh, but the question is, if you're a big time college football program like USC, like Alabama, Penn State, any of these kinds of big-time programs, and so much of your revenue is based on the college football season, are you going to play? Are you going to give up all of this money? Look, the NBA didn't want to do it. Major League Baseball doesn't want to do it. The NFL doesn't want to give up on all this money. Is college football going to? Let's find out together. Okay, let's all get on the same page together. Here comes USC Athletic Director Mike Bone next on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.